Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast. This your boy Shaq Sims, and I'm here right now with a very, 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 very special guest. My flesh and blood, my big sister, my twin. One of my motivations and inspirations on a daily basis. Definitely. Shakira Sims. Hey, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This is a, I'm really, really honored to be a part of your show. The show is amazing. Thank you. I think you're doing great things. You're doing big things. You're an inspiration for me. But we'll get into it. But yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For real. So you have a nonprofit organization along with many other endeavors that you're chasing. Um, what motivated you to start your nonprofit and what's the name of it? Okay, so my nonprofit is called The Beauty Beyond the Mirror. Okay. Um, what motivated me to start it? So it's an organization that's catered to girls ages 12 to 17, focusing on inner beauty. Um, the goal of the organization is to reverse negative thoughts and feelings of self in hopes of preventing suicide or suicidal thoughts. Mm. So I said that first because during the, that age group, that's when I started dealing with those exact same things. So a lot of times growing up, you know, people be like, oh, you're so pretty. You're just so pretty. The chocolate skin, you're so pretty. But nobody really took the time to ask and inquire how I really was feeling on the inside. It was kind of like a a see and don't say type thing. Mm. Like we know things could be going on, but you just in public, you smile. And so I had a plastered smile knowing that I was empty on the inside. Mm. Um, I internalized a lot of things growing up because of relationships with certain people in my life. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 19, I attempted my, it was my first suicide attempt. No, I, I never knew this. Yeah. I never knew this. I only told my mother, and then I believe I did post it on, on one of my social media pages a while ago. But it was just like a, you know, like I'm coming into myself type thing, you know. Who would have thunk I, would, I was the girl that didn't want to live and look at life now mm -hmm. when life was like amazing. Right. So, <laughs> right. It was lit. It was lit. And I was right. like, I want to, I don't want to live. What? What is this? And then, um, you know, time passed. Life, ha life happened. Um, I was in and out of relationships a lot and looking for love and things like that, feeling empty, looking for something to fulfill that void. And I attempted to, I attempted suicide again at 27. Now I'm 29. And so this last attempt, I was not around any family. I lived in Sumter, so I was away. And it was just a bad time for me. It was so much change going on in my life, and I didn't really know how to adjust to that change. So I internalized everything, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not even. I'm not with it. So I, I decided to give up. But I woke up the next morning. And when I woke up the next morning, I'm like, okay, clearly there's a reason why I'm here. So I'm going to do what I have to do. I started going to therapy again because I stopped. Um, I started going to church more. I got really close to my pastor, my first lady. Um, and I got really close to my mom, my parents, yeah. you know, like started talking and letting people know something was wrong. And then in my quiet time, the beauty beyond the mirror came back to me. This was my platform when I ran for Miss Benedict in college. And I had the same model. I didn't reinvent the wheel. It was the same thing. The only thing now is that it's catered to girls ages 12 to 17. Mm -hmm. And I host Faith Loving You Day Camps. Um, they're emotional wellness day camps, workshop style. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the whole background of yeah. everything. But it's so ironic, you know, we, we do things in life and we feel like we're, we're pursuing our passion to save um, someone else's life mm -hmm. when really we're saving our own. Yeah. So that's what this organization has been for me. Um, that's what this whole thing has been for me. It's been saving my life. Yeah. And I'm allowed to be a work in progress and an inspiration at the same damn time. Right. <laughs> and most inspirations are. Yeah. Most inspirations are. And I, and I never knew that shit threw me for a loop. I'm sorry. Yeah, that shit. Man, that's, I'm sorry. That threw me for a loop. Like, yeah. Yeah, it kind of. 
yeah, it kind of fucked me up. But um, you know, but you're I'm talking, better. Yeah, 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 that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I know. love me. I want to live. Right, and I want you to live too. <laughs> I definitely want you to live. Yes. You know, because anytime I ever went through something, I could call you. Mm-hmm. We could talk. And anytime, you know, it's always the same. Right. For you too, but um, just knowing that alone. Mm-hmm kind of made me feel bad like damn it wasn't more that i could have done to be there for my sister or you know just so different I, things like that like because i feel like damn was it a time that she called me and i didn't pick up or you know stuff like that plays in your mind you know yeah. and then just the fact that you were even going through that mm-hmm. you know that hurts me deeply yeah you know because i felt like that before mm-hmm. too um that i didn't want to live you know things get rough mm-hmm. you know but i never um actually it you know, attempted to do it, and I don't want people to think, and I'm sure you're, you know, mm-hmm. especially with your nonprofit, to think that if you're going through stuff like that, that you're weak, absolutely, or not. that you, you yeah. know, I don't know that you're weak or something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, something is wrong, but it doesn't mean it's something wrong with you, like your genetic makeup. Like yeah. it's just something that you're going through, and absolutely. we all get to points where we break. I mean, machines mm-hmm. break, cars absolutely. break. So, one thing that I, you know. It's- it's ironic that you said that because I saw this post um, the other day on Facebook and it said, if you feel like you're in a place where you're losing everything, just remember trees lose their leaves every year in the fall and they still stand strong and tall. So just because you may feel like you're losing your mind and you feel like your emotions are everywhere. I felt like I didn't want to live. I tried to kill myself. I'm still strong. It takes courage to even talk about it yeah facts. um and it takes courage not only to talk about it but to be the change mm-hmm. um so yeah like i don't think you're weak i don't think i'm weak i yeah. don't think anybody else dealing with thoughts of suicide or um suffering from like voids of self-love i don't think any of i don't think it it, it is it shows weakness i think that's a stigma in our community mm-hmm. it's something that isn't discussed as much as it should be and i think it causes a lot of toxic things mentally for children growing up in a home where it's just like not talked about mm-hmm. we always talk about did you go to the doctor Oh, we got to get our nails done, me and my mama. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, let's go get our hair done. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's make sure the car is running okay. Burning when you pee? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Checking your blood pressure. (laughs) Exactly. But growing up, like, my household is totally healthy. You know, now we're all grown. We talk Mm -hmm. about everything. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Um, But growing up, you know, I encourage parents with young children to talk to their children about how they're feeling Mm -hmm. and don't just do as I say, not as I do, because they have feelings Mm -hmm. and those that that shutting down or shutting them down emotionally can kind of indirectly turn into other things. Facts. They can can internalize things. They can bottle up their emotions. Absolutely. They can become introverts. Yeah. You know, in the wrong type of way. Yeah. But, um, you know, you get school shooters. Yeah. You get serial killers, like all type of stuff comes yeah. from that. And then if you got, if, if you don't have a family that you can talk to, talk to your homies. Absolutely. People that you kick it with. Yep. Because like, I have maybe one friend that's a guy that I talk to about mental health. That's Jordan. Yeah. We talk to each other about our mental health. And that's amazing. Yeah. and But everybody else is like, bro, you crazy? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Like, that's always the stigma. And that, yeah. that, it, that used to put me in a bad place. You know, like, what? What do you mean? Or when people think like you're seeking attention mm-hmm. because you decide to share, but they don't really understand what it took for you to even share what was going on. Mm-hmm. But then for them to draw a negative connotation from that as, oh, you're attention seeking or there's nothing wrong with you. You're just crazy. Or, you're mm-hmm. just having a bad day. No, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. But just because. You know, maybe they're ignorant to understanding mental health in that way or emotional wellness in that way. They don't know how to respond. Yeah. And therapy taught me that I can't hold people to my expectation or to my standard of how I treat them. And that's hard, Mm -hmm. especially when you love somebody. That's hard, but it's life, Mm -hmm. you know. So I encourage anybody, you dealing with it, don't shun away from it. Don't like sweep it under a rug. You matter, and you're the only person that can help you get better 
because you're the only person that knows you're suffering from it if you haven't talked to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I encourage therapy. Don't therapy. make it crazy. Definitely go to therapy. I went to therapy. Yes. For a minute. I still need it. Me too. <laughs> Boy, I need that. I need me a session. Yes. A session or two. Yep. <laughs> like a cigarette. For real. For real. It works. But it helps though. It does. It helps to have somebody with an unbiased opinion who don't know you. Yep. Give you advice or just listen to you talk. Yep. Listen to you talk or to bring you from a level 10 to a 3. Facts. Makes you feel a lot better. Absolutely. Yeah. And you talked about religion too. Like, mm-hmm. how much does that play into your um, line of work? What you do? So, hmm. So, I guess it would play a lot into it because I don't like the terminology religion. I'm not a religious person. I grew up religious. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm I'm a spiritual person. Okay. I believe in God. I definitely um, love Him because I know He loved me. He loved all of us. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, I was taught when I was in my dark place that when I was in my dark place, I felt like nobody loved me. Even mm-hmm. though, like, I got my brother, got my mom. You know, things like I have people around me who love me, but I felt empty inside. I felt like nobody really saw me. Nobody really knew me. It it, it just is what it is at this mm-hmm. point. But then I went to um, church one day. It was just one random Sunday. I drove all the way back to Columbia to go to church. And I hadn't been in like seven or eight months because I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I don't believe you have to go to church every Sunday um, to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that there are certain relationships in the church that can cultivate something inside of you that maybe you couldn't or you weren't able to. Mm. And had you gone and just explored that relationship or explored that that area, then, you know, you could have birthed something that you didn't even know that you could birth. So I went to church one Sunday and that Sunday my pastor did not preach. He was just like, we're just going to do, we're just going to pray this whole message, this whole, this whole setting here. We're just going to pray. Like, I just feel led to pray. And the minute the praise team was up there, they were singing. And so he was praying, y'all was praying the whole the time. The whole time. Like, not, not really like praying. It was more like praise and worship. Oh. So they were like singing. The band was playing. And my church is, I go to Forward City Church in Columbia, South Carolina. So it is not like. It's not focused on religion. It is focused on having a relationship with God. Mm. And my pastor and first lady really are, they're cool. Like, Mm -hmm. they're cool. They make it cool to love God. But because they're real, that's just period. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no sugarcoating. It isn't like that. So I dress up more to go to work than I do to go to church. Mm -hmm. My pastor's sometimes in the pulpit with a Tupac shirt on and some ripped jeans. But what comes out of his mouth, you know, is real. It's relatable. And so I went to church that Sunday and I don't know. I just felt something that I never felt before. And somebody who I did not even know came up to me and was just like, you know, God wanted me to tell you that he loves you and he hasn't forgotten about you and you are worthy. And no matter what pit you dig yourself in, he thinks of the world of you to pull you back up out of it every time. That did something for me that, you know, who knows if it was really God. For me, it was God because I hadn't talked to anybody else about it. And knowing that and and having that in my head, that was my light at the end of the tunnel. So Mm -hmm. with everything that I do, my nonprofit organization, my life day to day, I think faith plays a major role, not necessarily faith in God for other people, but it's faith in God for me because Mm -hmm. I know had it not been my faith in God, I wouldn't have survived or even had the tenacity to bring forth or birth forth these things that I'm just able to do Mm. but just you know we have the the faith loving you workshops but it really is believing in loving yourself not necessarily faith in god right loving you right so yeah wow that's deep and you that's surprising though i always thought you were religious yeah i always thought that because i grew up that way (laughs) yeah yeah what made you turn from being because i'm spiritual too like i'm not religious 
mm-hmm. you know, I've experienced Islam, I've experienced mm-hmm. Christianity, so mm-hmm. I've been to both, and I just feel like religion is great for mm-hmm. whatever region you're in, because it's all regional, like, mm-hmm. people from Pakistan, the Middle East, they believe in Islam, people from America, most of us believe in Christianity yeah. and other places, people in Japan, China, they believe in um what is it? Buddhism. Mm-hmm. So it's all regional, but I feel like all of them have similar messages. They do. They all have similar messages, and they're good for the greater good of the people. It's pretty right. much like laws of the land, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were like laws before there were actual constitutional yep. laws. But, you know, um, the best religious experience I've ever had was in the masjid. I went to the masjid. I was like 21. Um, and... For one, when you come in there, you take your shoes off. Yeah. Everybody sits on the floor. Mm-hmm. Even the Iman, who's like the pastor, he sits on the floor with you. Yeah. And he doesn't look down on you. Mm-hmm. Then they pray the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they also talk about religion. He doesn't just preach to you. Yes. Like, it's like everybody's talking. Mm-hmm. You know, the floor is open. And it was probably only like 10 or 15 people in there. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't glamorous. Yeah. It was literally a room. Yeah. Literally just a room, everybody sitting on the floor. And then what really got me was how um, genuine everybody was. There was this guy next to me. I think his name was Abdul, right? Mm -hmm. And it was time to eat. Yeah. For him to eat, I guess. I don't know. But it was time for him to eat. He was Mm -hmm. like, brother, I have some food. You can have half of my food. This man didn't know me from a can of paint. I'm black, American. Like, you want some food? You can have half of my food. Yeah. He didn't even know my name. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a train rolled by. (laughs) In you ain't not supposed to tell them that. I'm real with my listeners, man. <laughs> Listen, they on this journey with me. Right. They on right. this journey with me. Y'all was with me when it was just on SoundCloud. Now right. we on YouTube and Spotify. <laughs> you know? It's a journey, man. We all we all works in progress, this baby. Gross. This is gross. This is gross, baby. Yeah, this is gross, man. <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> but yeah, so I was talking about my best religious experience. But he offered me half of his food, and it was just that whole experience yeah. was just like, wow, bro. Like, these people, you know, all they talk about is love. Mm-hmm. Love for each other, love for God, love for different things of that nature. So, ever since then, you know, it kind of tainted my look, at my out view on religion. Because I'm like, damn, I was taught Christianity was the right way to go. But every time I go to the church, niggas judging you, niggas mm. talking crazy, mm-hmm. niggas... You know, not living up to their expectations mm-hmm. or what they preach. The preacher is damn near God in his mug, you know. Yep. And it's just it was just crazy to me. But then I was like, it's some good in Christianity too, you know. Mm-hmm. And God is real, mm-hmm. you know. I've seen um, I've seen proof that He's real. Yeah. But it's just like I don't think you know He has to be tied to a certain book or religion. Right. You know what I mean? It's funny that you say like um, everything that you said as it relates to your um, spiritual experience or your faith experience, that is everything that I felt when I visited my church that I'm a member of. It now. was different. It we don't call different. it members. I'm a partner. Right. <laughs> but the it, I, it wasn't glamorous. Um, nobody looked down on me. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody. Even knowing my background, nobody looked down on me. I had a one-on-one conversation with my first lady. She didn't be like, oh, Lord, let's lay hands on you. Let's get this out. It wasn't like that. It was just like, and he still love you. So what? Like, when I say they have a, a few of the members, a few of my church friends, let's put it like they have a thing that says, Forward City will love the hell out of you. But we said, like, well, they're going to love the hell out of you. Yeah. And, I mean, that's really real. Mm-hmm. It. it it's just like a love, like an environment of love. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me to describe, like, who is God to me? God is love. That's it, period. He's so much other things, but love conquers all. So everything else falls underneath that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And so you ask me, you know, when did I change? When did it switch for me? Mm-hmm. It, it had to have been my experience at this church mm. and that started for me i visited for the first time in 2016 and i was being consistent for like three months and then i moved to sumter mm-hmm. and then it was like mm, i went through my little thing and i was just like mm. and then i went i joined a life group 
because they don't they didn't have, we didn't have Bible study at the time. So life group is kind of similar to Bible study, but we would just kind of come together on a weekday, meet at a public spot. There would be like a like a outline or a guide to follow, but really we did life together. Mm. Like my life group, shout out to Sumter Life Group. They were just they really showed me like you I can just be who I am, flawed up and all. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make me like nobody has the right to look down on me because God doesn't look down on me. Right. The same grace he has for the stripper he got for the pastor Mm -hmm. the same grace he got for the hobo he got for the rich man Mm -hmm. it's not any different and i growing up from what i saw nobody verbally told me Mm -hmm. but from what i saw i felt like you had to follow a checklist in order to be a christian Mm -hmm. focusing what i could not do but going to my church and being under the leadership that i'm under now they helped me to understand christianity is not about what you cannot do it's about what you should do which Mm -hmm. is the only thing that we are we are called to love mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. then i went to a church in um atlanta the dream center one time the first lady preached i don't even know her name and she said you be so christians are so worried about people's opinions but to hell with their opinions stop focusing and allow other, allowing other people to focus on your sin and have them focus on your skill mm-hmm. and you do the same so when i like that just something clicked for me Mm -hmm. and that's when i networked and i got together with one of my friends she backed me financially to do my first event and from there it's just been like i'm going yeah like nothing can stop me now like i quit my job in may on faith here we go november about to do this event but then to have somebody to believe in me enough to financially back me it was just like okay it must be something in me so I'm going to stop doubting it, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And Were you then, asking for that? What do you mean? Somebody to believe in you. Heck yeah. Were you asking for, okay. Yeah. I. It, it's just like that feeling, like, yeah. you know, I was scarred a lot, you know, growing up by friends. Um, always trying to, like, seek attention, validation, all these things mm-hmm. from people. Mm-hmm. And... I have a lot of, I had a lot of wounds because of friends and it was because I was judging our friendship and being a friend based off of how I was to them. Mm. And I wasn't allowing myself to look at the whole picture. So when my friends would have things, I would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm breaking my neck to be there or to support or to help. And because I'm just like, no, this is just the right thing to do. And because I love you, I'm just going to do it. But then when it came time for me, it would just be nothing. It would be nothing. So to have a friend who wanted nothing in return, like she wanted nothing in return. She would kill me if I said her name. But, you know, she's just amazing. She's amazing, like. Just a selfless person who wants nothing from me, you know, and just wants me to just do well. And even sometimes with family, you know, just wanting somebody to be like, I see you. Because, you know, I went to college. I got a master's degree. Mm -hmm. I had a bomb job for like eight years in management. And it still wasn't enough Mm -hmm. to get that. I see you and you're doing well. Mm -hmm. But I had to stop searching for it, and I had to believe it in myself. When did you stop searching for it, and what made you stop searching for it? So what made me when I when I stopped searching for it, it would I'm gonna be honest this year, mm. this year. So my birthday is coming up. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. I'll be thirty years old. That's wild. Thirty. You remember when we was like fifteen? Remember when we was like six. Bruh. I remember you talk. I remember one of my earliest <laughs> memories, dog. I swear to God on my life. <laughs> I promise to the Lord. My sister said to me, "This she, so she we have different moms, right? We have right. the same dad. So the first few years of our life, we didn't live together. She would just mm-hmm. come down for the summers and stuff like that. And I remember we were kids. I had a bunk bed. I was living in Greenview. The first oh, house I ever me. lived What you about to say? No, nah, you taught me a real life lesson. Okay. Scared the shit out of me. Swear to God. I was so scared when she said this shit. So I'm on the bottom bunk, she on the top bunk, and we used to always argue. Like, argue down. We used to argue. <laughs> and you said some shit. You was like, you need to learn the golden rule. 
I'm like, what's the golden rule? Treat others the way you want to be treated. And they just went, and they just went. You know how when you like on the top bunk, you look down, yeah, you just went back up to the top bunk. And that shit marinated on my mind. I'm like, what the fuck? I had an epiphany that day. Like, what the hell? That's so funny. To it me. was crazy. That's I my earliest, remember that. Remember that? No, that's my earliest memory, man. I swear to God. I was like, damn, man, she scared the shit out of me. He was like, treat us the way you want to be. I was like, damn, she trying to say I'm a bad person, dog. Like, what the Listen fuck? Listen to you to be internalizing. I was internalizing. I was like, five. I was like, man, what the hell? The golden rule? He was like, you need to learn the golden rule. I was like, what's that? He was like, treat others the way you want to be treated. I don't know what the hell I said, what I did. <laughs> I was like, man. You was a little mean little something. I was a bad little kid, man. You was mean. Like, Boy. dang, why is he so mean? I don't even do anything. I was different, man. <laughs> I was different. I thank God, though, that you, you know, it It didn't last long. Yeah, it yeah. It definitely did. It was a spat. It didn't last long. Yeah, I grew, man. <laughs> yeah. I think when you go through shit in life, it kind of, yeah. it, it, it matures you. Absolutely. When we go through shit in life. And speaking of that, I think that I owe that to when I stopped seeking validation. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I didn't start really. I was I was going through stuff. But, like, life. Like, okay. So, I'm going to tell. I'm going to be really, really, really vulnerable and talk, talk. So, when I quit my job in May, um, I was making $80,000 a year. Plus commission. Okay. <laughs> so I was, you know, and I had been making minimum. I used to hit you for fifties like, all right. the time, and no problem. Boom. Facts. You know, <laughs> like, she got me through. <laughs> no oh God. Problem. You know, and like I started, I started like I had to climb. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't a. A hard climb. Yeah. I finessed it. Like, it's like, okay, I see what I got to do. I'm going to do it. I'm actually really good at it. I'm good at this job, so I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I got, I worked my way up, and that was all, basically my whole 20s. Mm. My whole 20s. So I never knew what it was like to, like, struggle financially i never knew what it was like to have to worry like how i'm gonna pay my bills or you know if i can pay my bills if i can eat really um if i can go to the doctor i never had that worry because when i was in college i was on my mom's insurance and then after i graduated college i immediately got a job that had bomb insurance Mm -hmm. so it was just like, okay, I never really had to deal with life in this way. But on the flip side, I was dealing with life in a whole nother way. Mm-hmm. That emotional, the relationships and different things like that. So here we are. Quit my job in May. And I started dealing with life in a different way. Although I quit my job and I quit it because I felt like I was being obedient to God. Because it was a, it was was I was in a tough spot. <coughs> and it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I, it was breaking me down. It was breaking me down emotionally. And I knew that it was other things that I should have been doing. But I didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. I literally was at work from 3 o'clock to 12.30, a.m. So, and it was like every day except Fridays and Saturdays. Well, on Fridays, I want to sleep because I'm tired. And then on Saturdays, I'm still mentally drained because I got to go right back the next day. Mm-hmm. So... I quit. I'm just like, okay, Lord, I feel like you're leading me to quit, so I'm just going to quit, and you better provide for me. Like, this is how I talk to him. <laughs> and I quit. Needless to say, I did not I did not lack in anything. I didn't have any on-hand money like I was used to having, mm-hmm. but my bills were paid. Mm. I was eating. I wasn't eating lavishly like I was used to eating, but I was eating. But it really showed me who was for me and who wasn't for me. And then I encountered some people during that time too that really helped me understand that I am not my job or my job title or my occupation. My occupation does not define Shakira. Mm -hmm. 
who I am on the inside defines me. Mm-hmm. The things that I had, because I was at one point, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. What if they take my stuff? And one of my old friends was like, you know, if they take this stuff, you still you. Like, it that doesn't matter. Facts. And that made me think, and I journal a lot. And I wrote in my journal, like, I'm no longer going to seek validation by status. Because I feel like that's also generational for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to seek validation because of status or because of things or because of money or because of titles or whatever. Because it was nothing for me to be like, yeah, I got a job. I'm a manager, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I went to college. I got my master's degree. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything if you ain't got nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. And if you 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 deposit in empty stuff. Facts. So I wanted to be not only a bearer of fruit. But I wanted to be a bearer of good fruit. And in order to have to be a bearer of good fruit, I had to deal with my own bad fruit. And a part of dealing with that bad fruit was me silencing myself. So from May up until current, I've been really taking inventory on my surroundings. And I've been practicing intentional gratitude. And when I practice intentional gratitude, it helped me to open my eyes, not just to what really is going on around me, but to understand, like, you looking for all these things and all these other people and all these materialistic things at one point, but you are the thing. Like, and so I believe that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I am the thing. You are. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. Do you feel like when you quit your job and you had to, because your life turned from, not having to worry about money. Of course, you had your own issues and demons yeah. that you were dealing with, but it's like the tide switch. Mm-hmm. Like you were dealing with all of that stuff. Then you got to worry about money too. Yeah. Do you feel like all of that at one time transformed you into a different person? Absolutely. Because I feel like financials, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. I feel like financial struggles along with your own insecure. Because like for me, that's what mm-hmm. did it for me. Yeah. You know, I had a similar situation mm-hmm. too. You know, um, before I moved back home from Atlanta, like yeah. I lost my job a year ago, the day I got my real estate license. Yeah. And that was like the hardest 10 months for me. Like yeah. I had never dealt with real depression before. I was right. really like depressed, like really thinking about killing myself. Yeah. For real, like thinking about how I'm going to do it. Like, What's the most pain? And I, see, I always make, I always like make light of shit. You I always have. I don't know why I always make light of my own shit. <laughs> It'll be the have, craziest right. shit, right? But like, I, I was just like thinking about damn, like, what's the most pain, painless way to yeah. die? Like for real, for real. Yeah. Um, but what it was was I was left with my own for one insecurities. Two, I was faced with um dealing with all of the things that I had fucked up in my past. Yeah. Prior. And I had to, re- I couldn't lie to myself no more. Yeah. I couldn't lie and be like, damn, this was this person's fault. Yeah. It's like, no, this is your fault. Yeah. So I was dealing with that. But then I, ha- I didn't have no money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no money. And then I was in Atlanta by myself. Mm-hmm. I was isolated. Yeah. I was literally in my apartment every day by myself. Yeah. It was a crazy time. Yeah. So what that did for me was that 10 months, once I got an opportunity yeah. to make some money, I took advantage of it and right. I did my best. That made me feel better. And then I just started doing good things along the way. And then people just started to notice, like, damn, you changed, bro. You're a different person. You got gratitude. I was thankful for stuff. Mm -hmm. So once I got a real opportunity and stuff like that and things started to look up, I was like, you know what? I'm grateful for everything, bro. Absolutely. Like, I'm grateful. I think that's the secret sauce. You really have to go through, like, you have to really, really go through something tragic to really grow. I think, like, when those worlds collided, like you said, like that emission, I'm making up words now, the emotional and the financial hit at one time. Because when you got money. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not happy here, but I'm balling. I can so I can get go drunk. take a trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can get drunk. Like, I can really forget about this, bro. Right. Like, it is what it is. Y'all ain't cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like they pay. I was being paid to suffer mm-hmm. because I was being paid well. So it's like, if I'm going to suffer, hell, at least I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. And that's what I said a lot of times. If I'm going to suffer, at least I'm getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that somebody said to me is that if you're in a situation where you don't want to be, look at it as training ground. And I started looking at my job as training ground. And from that birthed a new business for me. You know what I mean? And it was just like almost, what, six months later? 
And it's like, oh, oh, I could do that. I did do that for like 10 years. Who knew? But it was training ground. Mm -hmm. But the secret sauce is intentional gratitude. You got to be thankful. It's the hardest thing to do when you're going through stuff. But when you are stripped naked, like LMA has, I think it's LMA, um, naked and People probably think that she's talking about, like, other things. But yeah. she's definitely not. Um, but she's just saying, like, I want somebody to love me naked. Someone who um, see my scars. So when you learn to love yourself naked, not just, like, with no clothes naked, but just, like, intentionally, like, internally, just love yourself. Mm-hmm. Flaws and all. Mm-hmm. Identify your flaws. But you're not God. Mm-hmm. Like, he made you flawed. So don't be sitting here like, oh, I got to fix this and I got to fix that and I got to fix this and I got to fix that. No, my nigga, like, love that. Love this. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I might deal with people pleasing a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to love me any goddamn way because I'm perfect. I'm perfect in my imperfections. Mm -hmm. So, but absolutely, yes. That's what did it for me. Yeah. And I I think most people have to go through that. Yeah. I mean, whether it's you trying to grow financially, mentally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, I mean, you have to go through a hardship. Yeah. That, that's really what drives people. Yeah. Hardships. Yes. People who have had hard struggles, like Jay-Z grew up in the projects, Meek Mill. Yeah. Like, all of these people have grown from bad situations. Right. Poverty, whether it's a broken home, poverty, or right. whatever struggles they had, they were big struggles, and they drove them to be right. great people. You know? So, definitely. Now, the women that you... not Well, not women, because they're children from 12 to 17, so they're uh-huh. not women. But the kids <laughs> that you deal with, like, how do you go about picking the kids? So, really, I just... Well, I did my first event November the 9th. Okay. So, the way that I did it, I posted on social media that we were having our first Faith Loving You Day Camp for the nonprofit, And I just put it on Eventbrite. It was a free event. <clears throat> and, um... Whoever, whatever parents registered their children, you know, those were the kids that were were accepted, the young mm-hmm. ladies that were accepted. And also, um, Neek from 103.9 graced me with the ability to come onto her radio show and market it to the South Carolina area, which I was so humbled by. I walked out of there. My mom was on a cruise. My mom and dad were on a cruise, okay. And I'm about to tell on myself, I'm such a baby. But I just wanted to talk to my mom. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I just wanted to talk to my mom. Like, I just had a radio interview. And she was on a boat, not thinking about home. Probably on a beach somewhere, bikini in the pool. I cried so bad. I was happy and I was sad at the same time. Yeah. Because I just wanted to, like, share that moment with my mom. Mm-hmm. But it was just also so surreal that, like, dang, like, this really happened. And I can't believe I was on the radio. People was DMing me. But from that interview, I gained a lot of um, opportunities mm. for the nonprofit. Yeah. So that was just, am- that's that's been amazing. And I also gained a new partnership. Like, Neek agreed to host my next event. And it's just been amazing. It's just crazy. Like, when you just take that first step. What will happen? Because I've been sitting on this for, this is 11 years now. So you had this in your mind, 11 years? 11 years. I was afraid. Mm. I was scared. And it's like, and if I'm being honest, fully honest, I didn't believe in me. Mm. Like, I didn't believe, like, that there was something that I could do to help someone else. It, It was almost like, who do I think I am to be talking about? I got this organization that I could just help and reverse negative thoughts about self. Who you think you are? But really, it's like, no, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about them. And even if I just tell my story, you know, Mm -hmm. if it helps one person, that's my goal. Yeah. So as these doors keep opening, it's just like. Sometimes, because I'm an extrovert, but I'm also very introverted. And and I just be like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and it's not to be rude. It's just I get nervous. I don't really know how to respond because I'm not used to it. Like, you made an analogy one day. We were on the phone. And you were just like, you know, growing up, how we made AB honor roll all mm-hmm. the time. But it was never nothing like, great job. It was just like, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool, you made, you made A's and B's. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. When realistically, 
you know, guys, if your kids are making honor roll, celebrate that honor roll <laughs> because it can be internalized or it caused you to internalize so many other things. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I was just living life. Like, I'm supposed to do this. Like, right. what do you mean you're doing a great job? This is just what I'm supposed to do. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's dope, though. Thank you. Because, I mean, I think when it's genuine and it comes from the heart, people see that. Yeah. Like, need the people who wanted to partner with you. Yeah. People who listen on the radio. And then I saw the interview, too. I know your intentions, but those mm-hmm. people don't know you. So, yeah. they probably saw your intentions for real. And to start yeah. a nonprofit organization, people know up front with a nonprofit, you don't make no money. Yeah. And the only thing you make from the nonprofit is a salary. Yeah. You can be the owner of a nonprofit and get a salary. That's all mm-hmm. you get. You know what I'm saying? You don't get a commission mm-hmm. on how much money you bring in. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I worked for a nonprofit for like a month. They yeah. fired me. I was like 19. <laughs> I was a receptionist. I used to fall okay. asleep at the desk. Oh, I was ignorant, man. I cannot. I was ignorant, man. I used to work. It was called Sister Care. It was a, it was for battered women and children. Yeah. Yeah, I worked for them. Why are you falling asleep? Probably like two weeks, man. <laughs> I used to be late every day. Listen, it was a rough oh, time, my man. Goodness. I never told nobody about that, man. I worked for them for like two weeks, bro. The lady came to me and was like, Oh yeah, so uh, we're gonna have to. Like, damn, man, that I is so it. funny it's to me. <laughs> but yeah, like I say that to say, you know, nonprofits is all about the people that they're servicing. Absolutely. You know, we took everything: toilet paper, cell phones. I mean, we took all type of stuff. Yeah. You know, to help people. And I'm but, in the beginning phases. You know, I've been sitting on it for eleven years, mm-hmm. but I just. Like, I've been legal as far as, like, it's a 501c3 just since last December. Mm-hmm. And what does 501c3 mean for it's, people who want to? It's the federal, it's federally recognized by the federal government as a nonprofit organization. So, I'm able to accept donations. I'm able to do business in the name of it and solicit for donations and different things like that on a government level and not get in trouble. Mm. Um, so, and... I'm able to, like, whenever people donate their money, they're able to have a tax write-off for mm. it. So, yeah, I'm in the beginning phases of the of the paperwork portion. And it's, listen, it is not for the faint at heart. So everything, all those things that I went through to kind of to build my character and all this stuff, I'm understanding slowly but surely, day by day, why. Because the paperwork alone will make you be like, yeah, I ain't doing this. Yeah. I could just go and speak somewhere and I right. could just go and do this. But I want to do it right because I do, I see, I can always see where I'm headed before I get there. Always. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I see it doing big things. But I'm Me a too. planner. And so I want to know how and who and where and when. And I got to like cut all of that out. Like, yeah. Because it don't out. work like that. It don't. Because it's just been happening, literally. You probably think you're going to meet Oprah. You might meet Jay-Z. For, like, you literally. You never know. Like, <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> you That's know? right. You thinking about Obama. Trump might call you to the White House and okay. give you a million dollar check. Listen. You never I'm a, know. And I'm going to cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga give me a check. I'm going to be like, Fun. fuck Donald Trump. I ain't cashing nothing. It goes straight to the bank. Hmm. No, you can't say that before you cash a check. They might cancel that bitch. Well, I'm going to record me saying it first, oh, and then I'm going to put it out once I cash it. Then I think But I really good. cashed the check from that nigga. Uh, right. I really cashed really it, man. cashed it. Well, you see me shining on here with like seven chains on. Right. And doing reviews on the new Tesla truck. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Manifestation is everything. People That's a think fact. it's a joke. It's not a joke. Like, nah, for real. I'm not where I once was with as it relates to certain areas of my life, mm-hmm. but where I am now, like I said, I journal a lot. I've been writing a diary since I was like a little girl but going back and reading my journal not diary my journal like where I was two years ago emotionally mentally just spiritually even mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near that today like I love me so much like I dreamed of the day where I wanted to be so in love with myself. Mm. So bad to the point where I was looking for love in other people. But it's like now, try to talk to me. Like, don't bother me. Because yeah. <laughs> right. I'm so in love with me right now. Right. And I'm so focused on what I got going on right now. You're going to have to come with like all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and not things, you know, but what what can you do for me? Because... 
you look good, but are you good for my mental health? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you good for my emotional health? Like, what do what's your spirit looking like? Because I ain't got time to be tainted. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be perfect. But even friendships, you know, I'm, I'm so particular now about, I pray about everything. Mm-hmm. And it may sound like, oh, God. But I do. And I have to for me. Because I'm at this place where I'm protecting my peace. Mm-hmm. It took me, I fought so hard and so long, and I, we always will fight for our peace, you know. But I don't have to struggle for my peace anymore mm-hmm. because I understand my peace comes from me, from mm-hmm. within. Mm-hmm. And because I know that, I have to protect what's around me. And I believe like our heart is like the roots of a tree. So anything in your senses, are the are the branches the leaves so like anything that you let in grows roots so if i don't like i don't know i'm gonna use something random if i don't like onions but i'm steady eating onions onions are growing roots in my heart if i'm in a in a car one day this was said at church one day during prayer if you're in a car one day and you got the radio on let's say you don't like city girls right so you turn the radio down. Mm-hmm. You don't turn it off. You turn it down. City girls like it's the city girls. You know I can't. Blah, blah. And you just like you you start saying I take oh, yeah. So I ask you like, bro, I thought you didn't like that song. Why are you singing it? Mm-hmm. And your response is no, nah, that shit just catchy. Like it's just catchy. Mm-hmm. It's not just catchy. It went in your ears. What goes in your ears grows roots on your heart. Mm-hmm. What grows roots in your heart comes out of your mouth and through your actions. Facts. So. If I feel like something or somebody is toxic for me, it's up to me to protect me, not them. Mm-hmm. So I mind who I'm around. I mind what I listen to. I even pay attention to things that I eat. Like, because I love me too much to taint it. Yeah. I might get caught slipping maybe for about a week or so. If, mm-hmm. You know, if they cute enough, I'd be like, hey. You know, then something just clicked. Like, okay, no, this is not working out. Fall back. And I fall back. Mm-hmm. But it's just to protect me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day, and I'm just like, you know, I don't want that either to be an area where it's just like another lesson learned in the love area. Because, you know, I'm getting older. I want family. I want kids. But I'm not rushing it because I'm living my life, and I'm just coming. I feel like I'm just starting to become who I am. I'm not even who I am yet. Like, I'm, I'm just not. And I'm mm-hmm. bomb. Like, I'm the prize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm not even who I am yet. So, I could go on and on and on about that. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you on your way, though. Yeah. Yeah. You on your way. Now, what is the ultimate goal that you want to accomplish with your nonprofit? Because, I mean, of course, we know the premise of it. You know, um, who you're targeting, who you want to help. But what is the ultimate goal? Bigger than the girls. Yeah. Bigger than wanting to chase your dreams. What's the ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to be a traveling, a traveling host of the Faith Loving You day camps. Mm. I want to be in schools. I want to implement it in schools. Um, Not just in South Carolina. I wanted to start here because this is home for us. You know, I moved around a lot, but this is home. But I want to be worldwide. You know how big Susan G. Coleman Breast Cancer Organization is? She started small, just like me. Mm. Just like me. And look at her now, worldwide. And it's not necessarily about her, but the work that she's doing. I would love for... Damn, not to cut you off. Susan mm-hmm. G. Coleman, I heard that name before. The Breast Cancer Awareness. Is she still alive? I don't know. She do the pink ribbons? Yep. That's her? That's her. She black or white? I think she's white. Oh, damn. Yeah, I think she's white. I was white. about to big her up. <laughs> Gotta blur her name. No, <laughs> I can't do White people don't get no burn on this show, baby. <laughs> I love all the people. <laughs> Unless you're rich and famous. No, Lord. <laughs> or you cut the check. Oh, Lord, Quan. But yeah, like that's my ultimate goal. I would like, love to have a, a, safe spa- a safe space in every state where girls can come. And just be themselves. They don't have to wear a mask. Like, figuratively, of course. Um, They don't have to pretend or put on a facade. They can just be. Mm -hmm. And leave different than when they came. Yeah. 
And so even with my speaking engagements, I got booked for my first official speaking public speaking event in Connecticut in April. So like being able to travel and speak and, you know, help save a life. I don't know anyone personally who suffered or, you know, actually committed suicide. <clears throat> I do know a few people who have attempted. Um, I know a few people who have had thoughts. Um, but I do know I'm very, very close to um, an older lady whose daughter did. And, you know, that that for me, it, it just made me feel like it makes me feel like, OK, that's the reason why. Like, that's my why. It's not about me trying to acquire a certain level of status of success financially or anything or status wise. It's not about me, mm -hmm. but just I want everybody to feel God's love. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Yeah. And I feel like this is my way of showing God's love. No matter what you look like, no matter what you love, who you love, where you come from, what you've been through, come on. Because it's still some faith. Find some faith in believing in whatever it is that you went through. You are worth more. Mm. So, yeah, that's 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 my ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, I'm working on a book right now. Um, it's an interactive workbook on emotional wellness. Okay. So it's it's pretty dope. I'm working on it. It's work in progress. Um, That's different too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, and just you know, using every day, I've been sleeping a lot less, and it hasn't been intentional. It's just been like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can do that. Like in the background planning. And I've been in the background for so many years helping everybody else with their dreams and their goals. So it does feel a little awkward being in the forefront right, right now. Um, like you got to plan it and execute it. Right. Yeah. Right. And be so it's like you're a full time entrepreneur and you're a full time employee as well, mm -hmm. because I do have a job mm -hmm. now. And, you know, that's hard. Work is in the way. <laughs> Work is in the way. But, you know, you do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. What Nip says, stay down so you can come up. Facts. So, it's a marathon. That's not a right. Race. That's right. It's so. a marathon. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I want to say I'm proud of my big sister. <laughs> my twin right here. You know, for many years, any endeavor that I chase, she supported me. I always will. Hundred percent. When I was on my BS, she called me out. I always will. You know, I'm talking <laughs> from a jet. I'm talking about like five, six years old. We used to argue all the time as kids, man. But, you know, my sister always had a jewel for me as a kid. Like, every time she'd come home or even when she moved back to Columbia, like, she always had a jewel for me and always had something positive to say or always had a lesson she could teach me. And, you know, I see some big things for you in your future for sure. Thank and I'm proud you. of you. I'm happy that you're actually chasing your dreams and you're doing it. And it's working. You know, you had your first event and it was a big major turnout. So I'm proud of you. And I definitely had to get you on the show. Thank Definitely. you for having me. Listen, and I want to say something. None of you, I don't give a fuck <laughs> who it is. If you follow I'm me single. on social media, do not <laughs> fucking talk to my sister. Do not follow her. Listen, man, that is a dub, okay? No, they can follow I will fight you Instagram. niggas, bro. They can follow the Unless Instagram. you got daughters that's 12 to 17, do not follow my sister, bro. <laughs> Facts. He's crazy. That's a fact. <laughs> Quan is always he's always been like that. Yes, like bro. don't never want me to talk to nobody. That's a dub. I'm, the, I'm older than him. That's a dub, bro. <laughs> you niggas is weird, man. Stay away. They are weird. Yeah, niggas is weird. They stay are. away from my listen, I'm telling you niggas. Stay Very away weird. from my sister, bro. <laughs> fact, I'm gonna put in the uh description that it's my sis my blood sister. We have the same last name. We do. <laughs> but I'll tell the people where they can follow you and how they can get in touch with you. <laughs> Um, so you can follow my nonprofit organization on Instagram, The Beauty Beyond the Mirror, on Facebook, The Beauty Beyond the Mirror, and I have a YouTube channel as well, it's Jovial Queen. I also just launched a consulting business where I do professional development, I do event planning, and I also assist you with the planning in the background of you being able to execute your dream and your vision. Um, I've had, I've been doing it not knowing that I've been doing it for the last 12 years. Um, I was getting paid on somebody else's job to do it. Um, so you can follow that page on Facebook at Jovial Consulting and Branding. And that page on Instagram 
is the same thing jovial consulting and branding and that's it yeah y'all come to her for your consulting needs <laughs> break bread all right resume building yes. resume editing interview tips event planning if you just like i had a client the other day you know he was like i want to do this but i don't know where to start mm. and i was just like okay so tell me your ideas and I formulated a personalized plan for him, and he followed through. And his event is January the 4th, 2020. Starting what? off right. Start to finish. <laughs> yeah. You got to so, pay for the drip, baby. That's right. It's not free. got to pay for the drip, baby. <laughs> and to everyone who supported me before I was getting paid on the side, you know, doing my own thing to do it, thank you. Kick in. Yeah. Back pay reparations, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say thank you for having me, though. I don't of take course. This, I don't take this lightly. I of know course. you're my little brother, but you know, y'all, he was my first best friend. I used to tell him everything. I still tell him everything. Thanks. But you know, I I see you shining. I see you. you it's it's gonna take off. It's taking off now. Like every time I log on, I be like, who he interviewed today? Like, dang, he done interviewed them. Let me every go Monday. listen to this. Right. Every so, Monday. You know, I'm just, I'm amazed. And to be honest, seeing you rise above so many times has helped me during this time. Yeah. Like, it, you know, I always think, like, no. Like, Quan went through such, 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 and he's still doing, like, he's still out there just getting it. No, it's not easy, but mm -hmm. you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say thank you for being an inspiration to me. And I love you. And love I'm you so too. proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you, too. Thank you. Proud We're doing you. good. They're going to hear about it. They gonna Y'all going to see us in big places. Watch. Yeah. I'm going to be the nigga collecting the back end at the event. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the nigga collecting the back end. Like, the donations, the big ones. Like, man, you ain't got to hire security and all that. I'm going to collect the back end. <laughs> I'm going to have a nigga with me with a felony and a pistol. And we're going to get it. Like, what? These are people's children. Like, I'm saying, like, donations. Because, <laughs> right, right, you know. Right. With right. donations, big donations, niggas robbed them type yeah. of events. Yeah. So me and my nigga gonna come in, nigga with a felony and a pistol, and we gonna get the money. Right. <laughs> so I'm just playing. I'm joking. I'm just joking. But nah, well, you gonna see us more. You know, right. maybe we can do something together or whatever. Anytime yes. you, of course, you know, anytime you want to come on the show, like yeah. whenever. Thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Follow her organization, support it. Um, do you have any links where people can donate? I can put the link in the description. Okay. You so, got a link where people can donate? As of right now, I'm working on a website. Okay. However, there is no cash app just yet. So, we'll just stay continued. Be okay. To be continued. Stay tuned. Um, for 2020, though, January 1, there will be a link available on all all social media okay. platforms. Um, so, like I said in the beginning, we're still in the beginning phases. So, I haven't been accepting, like, any big donations or anything. So many people have been asking, like, how do I donate? How do I donate? I'm like, right now, just save it for me. Just save it. So, um, but if you're interested in donating, what I have been doing, I have a charitable pledge form mm -hmm. that is approved by the government. And if you email me or DM me, then DM me your email address and I can send you the PDF of the charitable pledge form. You send that back and then you can donate that way. So that's that's something that's recognized. There's so many different ins and outs and stipulations. So that's why I don't do like the cash app and the Zelle and things like that to donate because I haven't researched enough to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do that. And mm -hmm. I'm very scary. So. Yeah. And then you <laughs> wanted to be attached to the nonprofit itself. Because yeah. they're like, dang, Timothy sent Shakira $500. How we know it's for the nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And it's yeah. very strategic as it relates to the end of the year. Like, it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. Math is not my ministry. I major in English. It's my ministry. <laughs> it's not. But, you know, this has been challenging me in different ways. And so it's been it never, it's never been the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. So that's been refreshing. And it's also challenged me to talk and reach out for help. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> so, yeah. You got to. So more to come on how to donate. Um, if you're not wanting to do the actual pledge form, Look for the donation portals. I just put that on social media too yesterday that, you know, 2020 is opening up soon and we will need your help. I have lots of things planned for next year. All you, Nick, listen, all you dudes posting, <laughs> talking about you smoke runts 
and posting diamond chains and cars and designer shoes and stuff like that. Donate, man. I'm gonna post the links for y'all to donate to. But y'all donate, man. <laughs> you know, y'all smoking rapper weed and stuff. Y'all need to donate to my sister, man. Support the organization. You know. I agree. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> money you know? is money. Money is money. <laughs> but yeah. You got anything else you want to say to the people before we go? You want to um, leave them with a tidbit? You know, you always leave people with like a motivational <laughs> quote to think about for like seven days straight. You know. Scarred my childhood. What? I'll never forget that night, man. I was laying there in my pajamas and you said, you need to learn the golden rule. I'll never forget that, man. I swear I will never forget that. Well, I taught you a lifelong lesson. Facts. Remember the golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. I think that's something that we need to do as adults, too. Yeah. Treat people how you want to be treated. And just never forget that you are worthy. Like, whatever your dream is, whatever your goal or aspiration is in life, it does not matter what you have. Just start. Just do it. Because once you put one foot forward... I, I'm a firm believer that God and the universe work simultaneously together. Mm-hmm. And when you show both of them that you can handle putting a foot for it, they'll make up the rest. So follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Follow your dreams, man. And donate to her. And like I said, you niggas do not follow my <laughs> sister, bro. <laughs> Muddy Waters, we out. <laughs>